0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. I'm your host, Brady Wilson. As always with my co-host Chase Solschwinger. What's up? And we will be without Zach Babb today. Um, we uh he just had some other stuff to do. So, you know, no stars coverage from him today, but you know, we're gonna mention a few things about the stars and then, you know, the Mavericks and then obviously the Cowboys, and then we got, you know, some baseball team that's, you know, one win away from the World Series. And again, we're recording this here at two thirty on Wednesday, um, November first. So Whenever you're listening to this, whether it's tonight or tomorrow, um, we could be champions. You know, next when you, when you listen Hopefully. to this. Hopefully we're champions. And we don't have to come back next week and how we almost blew it or we did blow it. You know, I think that that's what we're hoping for. So I'm going to start off with the Stars here. I mean, great start for Dallas. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and Duchesne got his first goal. So I think that that was big. You know, he was kind of the big notable acquisition for us in the offseason. And they've just been playing really well. And it's been a little hard to pay attention because of the Rangers. You know, they, it feels like they've been playing on the the days Rangers are playing. So once the season's over, I'll be able to give a lot more in depth look. But um, you know, what have you been seeing?
1: Yeah, I know I'm the same way. I mean, it's been Rangers focus, Rangers focus. Yeah,
0: and you
1: know, it's even taken away from the Mavs I'm watching. But um, I <laughs> know oh, Stars look great. Um, as you said, you no know, just getting his first goal. You know, yeah. would be a, you know he only had I believe one or two points coming into the game. Yeah. So um, a little slow to start, but you know. It takes time, new environment, you know, you know, maybe some pressure there, and he's gonna he's gonna get rolling.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on in hockey um, today. There's a lot of firings and some picks being, um, you know, taken away. So I, I, if you know, Zach's able to join us next week, I'm sure we'll dive into that more. Yeah. Sorry for kind of bare bones coverage for the stars here, but we're gonna move to the Mavs. Luca has looked like a man, a man on a mission this year. Yeah, I mean, it, he's looked like, the, like you said, the MVP earlier, and then, I mean, it's just he. He, it looks like midseason Luca because usually the problem with Luca has been it takes him a couple weeks to get going right. until he gets into midseason form. He's in form right now, right. and it's, it's been fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it's been a trend you know in previous years where he starts off you know in the first month of the season you know shooting like thirty percent from three, but it gets up to forty or you know not forty but you know high thirties. Um, but no, he's starting off on a tear right now. Yeah, um, the Mavericks in general starting off on a tear. The one of three teams left remaining undefeated. Um, Mavs play tonight. And looking to keep the, you know, looking to keep the, the momentum going. Um, But, no, they look great. Luka is on a mission, like you said. He's looking for that first MVP. Um, No Kyrie tonight. Back-to-back yeah. games. Um, That's about it. But other players are stepping I up. Mean,
0: I mean, yeah, Liables look really good. Grant Williams, they've been talking about Williams and how much of an anchor he's been on defense for. Oh, yeah. And how well he's looking. He's given some offensive production, too. You know, I think that it just feels like a more complete team. I feel like last year it was kind of a tiered team. It was... You have your Luka, then you have your two or three really good role players, like this is before the Kyrie trade, and Dinwiddie and and Finney Smith, and I guess you could put Kleba in there. Then you had your kind of lower tier, just your bronze players, to put it in, in, <laughs> in the gaming terms here, but it just was it was, it was was not very good. And then now it feels like you have a lot more balance from Luka and Kyrie as your stars, Williams, uh, Derrick Jones Jr., uh, lively you have you know other guys are contributing and then you don't have as many lower tier contributors as you did last year which I think is is huge for you right and you have a little more defense yeah, think, and, and Tim really Hardaway did. Jr.
1: is out here going 20 points a game right now but, and then he's been the most hot and cold player oh of like course ever. he's he always he's going to be that guy that's going to go you know eight for eight from three or he's going to go two for twelve yeah so it, there's no in between but he looks good the team looks good and I'm excited you know to you know, have more focus in them once the MLB season is over. Yeah.
0: Um. Hopefully it's done tonight. Yeah. Hopefully we. Yeah. <laughs> it's done tonight. Um. And I think that once, you know, I think I I, I remember last year and we were talking about is Jason Kidd really just a bad coach? Well, maybe he just needs. It sounds like he just needed that that off season to get ingrained with the team, figure out what the team wants to do. It's just not going to be the name of our game. That's just not going to be what we do. But it looks better than it did last year. Yes. Which is which is huge. So. Um, and then, you know, to move to the NBA here, I mean, big, big one, James Harden yeah. got dealt to the Clippers, uh, did not, did not see that one coming. It was kind of out of left field. I know that there have been kind of some tenuous relationships with him and Daryl Morey, but it was still, just kind of the Clippers. Interesting. I that would not have been one of the teams I would have thought, I mean, they're building a team that would have been good eight years ago. Yeah, Well,
1: I mean, the Clippers were, I think his top target for sure. And the, that was the team going around that, I mean, where he was, you know find a potential destination
0: if that team's fully healthy they're definitely gonna be interesting to watch that's the problem with Kawhi, pg and harden and then I, i've always loved russell Westbrook. yeah of course West West know, with, with those four guys and then who the who, who's their center zubach Z- Zubac, that's right that's right i'm like i know him i'm just i can't <laughs> quite remember that that's a good starting five yeah it is. i mean they're a good team the problem is they're 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 they built the team that again would have been amazing <laughs> eight years ago when they were all healthy and young and now you're just hoping you can get that production out of him but yeah. it'll be interesting to see yeah
1: but no it was a good trade for the definitely a great trade for the clippers they you know gave up nick batum and a few other pieces here and there but it wasn't they didn't, they didn't give up everything for him it felt like the sixers
0: kind of made the trade that when that trade that you know the 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 gm panics and has to do something and doesn't get what he really deserves out of the deal it just it, and that's why you don't do what you know they've done which is you hold on to the player until yeah. you get the deal you want Kind of like what Portland did. Portland got a really good haul for Lillard and then being able to trade, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you, know, the, you know, Holiday for, and get more. Um, yeah. But now we're going to move. Sorry to kind of quickly brush through that because now we're getting to the fun one. Don't, Don't worry.
1: There'll be more, there'll be more Th- There'll be a than lot more to talk because
0: more. once baseball season ends, which will be next episode, next episode, hopefully if it's Rangers win, we, we won those series, that'll be the last, like, big baseball segment. Then it'll turn to just your off-season segment. You know, who's getting signed, who's getting traded, who's not getting signed, what managerials, you know openings are getting filled and what aren't, um, and stuff like that. It'll be more like, more, it'll, be more like um, it'll be Network's hot stove show. It'll be more just kind of like, here's what I think, da 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 But for right now, and I, 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 I love the fact that we get to come on here and do this You know, a couple years ago. It would have been fun as a fan, but now I get to feel like I'm part of the media. I don't know about you. I, you know It's kind of yeah. fun to feel like you're part of this. The Texas Rangers are one win away from winning the World Series. Not something that I think me or you would have thought about back in um, you know the last day of March on opening day, mm-hmm. or the second last day of March, whatever it was, and we were, you know, man, I get to go to opening day. This is going to be awesome. What kind of year are we going to have? This is the year we turn it around. I remember that's why I, my family was, why do you want to go to opening day? Well, I want to go to opening day because this is the year where it flips. We're not a bad team anymore. We're a really good team. We're going to win some baseball games. And it was just, I wanted to be able to say, oh, I was there the first year we turned it around. Was not expecting the turnaround to be a World Series, potentially. I mean, that has been very... I, I think that's why it's hard to believe that we're actually this far. Like, it's one of those... It doesn't feel real. I don't no. know about other Rangers fans out there, but it doesn't feel real because it didn't feel like this was our year. It feels like this was just, oh, look, we made it. Wow. I mean, it's, we, we just cut right through the playoffs. I mean, the Ray series felt... Like it was pretty quick, and the Orioles series felt like it was pretty quick, and then the the even the Astros series, which was a slugfest, yeah. felt like it was really quick. And now at this point, I feel like it's going. We're going at warp speed, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I want to enjoy this. I want to enjoy the fact that we're in the World Series. It it's just it it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah, and I'm hoping that we can close it out. Obviously, we've dealt with some injuries. Um, Adolis the second he he winced. And he went and he pulled, he, pointed, he I texted you and was like, it's his oblique. Yeah. Son of a, you know, had some choice. It's worth, crazy, he still worth. hit that 400 feet. <laughs> because, I mean, you, you and again, that oblique, some people are like, well, it's not that. No, the oblique is the worst injury for a hitter. Yeah. Because you can't swing, you know, and then and, and, and you can't really field because you can't throw and you can't, you can do anything without, you know, with, with, with an oblique injury. And then Scherzer's back tightened up. I mean, it, it does sound like it could have been because of the line drive. Yeah. It, it it hit his it hit yeah. it, it hit his elbow lower back and it started to tighten up and he had some spasms and it was just um you know, Burke came in and was showed why he was not on the roster. So not on the roster. I mean roster. Th- i I don't know what happened to him. He was amazing last year and this year he's just it could just be relief pitching being relief pitching and next year he'll come in and he'll have an ERA sub two fifty. Yeah. You just don't know. Um if they bring him back. Clearly, I don't think Bochy trusts him. I don't think so. Um, same thing with your, your favorite player, Will Smith. Um, although, I think Bochy trusts him, which is kind of just hilarious yeah. to me. Uh, but it's just, it's... And then Duran came in, which I was like, well, everyone could see that. It's going to be Zeke. And he probably won't get it in bat. Um, no, I don't think so. Especially so the way Jokowski was hitting the ball yesterday. I, I think the, the part of it that I am... Plus, he hasn't hit in like two weeks, three weeks. The part that I, I hate about it is now Adoli's still on the I.L., and he can't be out there. If we if we go up tonight, you'd love to put Adolis in, in right field. Hope that no one hits him when Reedies throw <laughs> the ball and that way he could be on the field when we win. But he's not. And I think that, that that's kind of something that really really sucks. But he's still going to come pouring. In. Your oblique doesn't hurt when you win the World Series. You can do all that celebration. Same thing with Scherzer. Scherzer's going to be like, you know, a crazy guy afterward cuz when 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 you win, I can deal. It's the same logic of why are they going to pitch this guy again? Well, your arm can heal in November and December when you know the World Series is over. You have two, three months here to heal. You pitch. I don't care if your yeah. arm falls off. Uh, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there it's, yet. It's we're not po- I can taste the champagne. I we're cannot, close. I'm not popping yet, but I can taste. We're it.
1: close, but unfortunately, this is the World Series. The Diamondbacks are here for a reason. Yeah. And you can never a, count them out. You know they're a good team. They've
0: been a resilient team. Yes. And And it's never over until we have four wins in that column. Look, and and as Rangers fans, we should be knowing this better than anybody, I think. I think there are other teams that have been that close, but I can't think of other teams that were one strike away in separate innings. Yeah. I mean, that is, I know, you know, obviously you can point to in 86, there were 16 straight, there were 16 pitches that the Red Sox could have ended the game on before they tied it, uh, the, uh, the Mets. But that was one time. And there was still a game seven, but that was we were one strike away in two separate game um not games innings at uh, innings. Yeah. Two separate at bat. We were one strike away that t- twice. It's, I can't think of an example where we it's that's happened. And then that team lost. That that's the important part. And it we're hoping obviously, you know, we were up seven to four with six outs to place. I think it was seven to five with three. And so no lead is safe. But you feel pretty good about going up three one. With Ivaldi going tonight, Monty going Game Six, and what I would expect to John be a like John Gray, yeah. um, and maybe Nathan Ivaldi, you, you yeah. go out there and pitch two or three innings yeah. in relief uh, in Game Seven. But I'm hoping it doesn't get that far. No. I'm hoping we end it tonight. The only part, only, and again, I think the only other sucky part about ending it tonight would be you don't win it in Texas. Right. You would like to win it in 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 at your home. I think that that would be just the coolest thing ever to win it in Arlington. Of course.
1: But that's not that's not how, that's not what you do. But you don't play I, like
0: that. I want to win it now. You gotta win it. I'd rather win it now than lose it in Arlington, right? right? So um but this has been a this has been, it's been a great series. Obviously yeah. game one was exhilarating. Unreal unreal. Yeah. I mean it was just Seager when he hit that ball everybody knew. And Mr Robot, Mr No Emotion, the second he hit it it's one of the greatest pictures I've ever oh, seen. Yeah, He's awesome. just screaming and you know, me and my dad were screaming and hooping and hollering, and I was running around the house. And and then um, when Adolis hit his home run, uh, I, I I hate to say this on camera. I mean, I'm not on camera on 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 podcast, but I had checked my WeWatch Watch on Fubo, so we were a little bit behind. So I he doesn't know this. He's gonna listen to this and go what? Uh, I checked my phone to check Twitter, and I just saw a notification, and I just saw Adolis Garcia, and I went oh. I mean, I smiled, so I kind of sat, like, with my hand over my mouth so he couldn't <laughs> see, and then it was, like, the next pitch. So then I had to pretend that I knew it didn't happen. But I was, it was still as exhilarating as it was, even if I did know it happened, just because it was such a, you know, go ball, go ball, because it didn't look right. like it was going to get there, and it just got right over the fence. And then game two kind of felt like you'd wasted all your bullets in game one, and you were just dead. Yeah. I mean, you just didn't have anything and Merrill Kelly was just lights out and you, you couldn't you couldn't touch his stuff on the corners there. And then, you know, game 3 was I mean, I feel like I was watching the game, you know, from my from behind my hands. I mean, it was just I had anxiety. I mean, I had to breathe when that game was over just cuz I was we you know, we we went up 3 nothing and had to make that last. Yeah. Then that was definitely making me have a, you know, anxiety attack. And then last night was just so nice just to see Go up eleven it was eleven to one at one point and just be you know what we can this is a shoe in we got this game you know and bullpen decided to make it interesting for sure um, definitely show why that part of the bullpen doesn't get showcased as much um, but tonight I think the biggest thing is Spores and Chapman didn't pitch last night you had to pitch for Clark we didn't really have to well, yeah. but you did yeah. now you have your three guys available tonight. And if they pitch tonight, you get an off day. They'll be available for Game Six, so you feel good about your 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 big three being able to come in. And um, I I don't want to again act like we've won this thing, but if I mean, is if the Diamondbacks win it, I would probably say their World Series MVP is uh Quetel Marte would probably be my pick. For us, I really wish I could give it to John Gray. Two games where that man has saved our butts twice, and you know. But it's probably it's if, Corey Seager. if we win tonight, it's going to be Corey Seager. Not complaining about that. That's gonna be his second World Street. No worry. Seager
1: Seager saved us too, though. You know,
0: Seager saved us too, and I'm not saying that Seager doesn't deserve it. It's just one of those like, man, I hope nobody forgets what John Gray did. Oh no, he was, because yeah. twice he came in and was nails out of the bullpen. So I mean it looked looked like the first half John Gray. Um so I don't want to forget his contributions. Everyone has contributed. That's the big Haney last night went five innings, one run ball. Everybody has contributed to this. Adolis had the big speech, had the big speech last night, yeah, you know it sounds like that, that kind of galvanized the team. Jankowski came in was, what two for four with some RBIs and I mean it's just everybody is contributing. It feels like the stars are aligning for us, and hopefully we can just end it tonight, put them you know, put them to bed, don't give them a chance. um and I think the biggest difference between our teams is not bullpen, it's not hitting, it's not anything else. I think the biggest difference, besides maybe that they've had some fielding miscues a few, I think the biggest difference is that Toy Lovello is a fine manager. Oh, yeah. And, he's, and he deserves an extension, and he'll be back, and I could see them winning one in this window for them. But you can tell who the better manager is just by watching how the game is managed. You, you can, you, it is very apparent that when Lovello makes a decision, it just feels like he just is making the wrong one. When Boti makes a decision, it feels like he's making the right one. The exception last night was probably one of Bochy's worst managed games, only because he he you're not going to bring in Sports and chat in that game, so you're going to bring in your you know your lower tier relief pitchers, and then they gave they show, again showed you why that they're not coming in in high leverage situations. Right. But it feels like that Bochi has just made every decision right, you know, I, and I think one of the more again one of the more subtle ones is moving Garver up to the three and moving Carter back to the four, not for hitting purposes almost, but for matchup purposes because now. In our lineup, there's no pockets. You go from a righty and Simeon to lefty Seeger to righty Garver to lefty Carter to what? Young is a Young righty a five, at yeah. five. Heim's a switch. Yep. Then you have, I think, who's, who is at the seven? I, I feel like an idiot right now.
1: I do too, and I don't know why. Oh, no, 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 low, 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 oh, low. They,
0: yeah, they moved low. low. Sorry, Nathaniel Lowe. Just, Lowe's been at seven. He's been oh, at it's, seven. W- it's just
1: weird to think because Lowe was you know, at three spot the whole year. And,
0: and he's a lefty. And then you have um, Tavares, who's a switch and then you had Jane Cal who's a lefty and then to Simeon who's a righty. Right. So I think that for the Rangers not having those po- breaking up the pockets because we know that the Diamondbacks love to play matchups and not allowing them to play the matchups fully to their advantage was a very smart move and I don't I can't really prove that it paid off but it definitely feels like it could have because they were as they were doing a bullpen game and so you know you're going to get different looks so break up the pockets. Don't let them have, you know, multiple, you know, lefty against the two lefties here. Um Another just Bochy looks like he's been here before. He just looks like. Yes. Guy. And um,
1: I got um, to backtrack to what you were talking about. Game one. You're talking about you were with your dad. Right. Watching yeah. the game. Oh, I was. I got to tell you a funny story. And shout out to my dad. Um, he was got invited by one of his best friends um, to go to the game. Oh, and he was there in game one. Oh, I don't know if you know where this is heading, but you can probably make a guess. Crowd's dead. Yeah. Bottom of the eight or top of the ninth. Nothing's happening. So they decided to beat the traffic, and, you know, it's rainy. No. And he left no. going after the top of the ninth.
0: Oh, no. Why? He's like, he's
1: like, he's telling me on the phone. He's like, Chase, there were other people that were leaving. It was raining. You know, obviously, there's going to be bad traffic. No. And I was like, Dad, if Corey Seager is due up, a guarantee to come up, you can't leave. No. And then he I call him, and he's at his friend's house. Who, went, who They went together, and he just parked his car at his house and went back. They were watching, and I was like, "Why did you leave?" And, this is okay. And he's like, "I don't know, but if that's what it took to win the game, I'll be okay with it." <laughs> oh
0: my god! Yeah, he d- left. You, I may, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna use that story when people. I have other stories, like again, the one I have always gone yeah. to, why I don't ever leave the game early, is I was at me, and my dad were at U. Darvish's last start in Texas. Okay. The Marlins drubbing was 22 to 10. We stayed, and we saw Beltray move the on deck circle. We would have missed it. We would have completely missed it. And so it was a great moment to see that. So that's, it's, you never leave a game early. Yeah. Especially, and I was telling him, I was like, it's the world series. Like you paid it, money to be here. You, who knows if you will would be there again. It's, my, the thing I've always gone to is just that you can't say it's, it's, I've, and I have bugged many friends and family with this because they come on, Brady. We, I, I want to go. I don't, I don't want to stay. We're getting killed. I'm like, no, Someone paid money for at least maybe it was me or someone else for me to be here. I'm going to stay. I'm getting my money's worth for the full game. I don't care how bad it is. I never leave a game early. I
1: think he sat right where Seager hit it, too. Like in in that vicinity. They were, you know, right in the outfield, like, you know, know,
0: 20 rows behind the Doleys. Tell your dad that I am, if he's listening to this, I am sorry. Like that was. Oh, he'll be listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, why? I mean, the World Series. I mean, when we got killed (laughs) by the Astros in game three of the LCS, I said. I ain't leaving this. This is too, I'm having fun even though we're losing. Yeah. You know, that was the most fun I've ever had at a loss. Um, anyway, yeah. hopefully, wow. What, is, what a, <laughs> well, hey, maybe, yeah, maybe it, it took him to leave for us to win. You, know it, was like, you know, it was like, fine, fine. Who knows? You can use that excuse. I'm, I'm happy that we did win, and I'm happy that we're winning right now at 3 1. And a little tie in here before we move on is uh, Bruce Bochy was at 3 uh, 1 once in his career uh in two thousand ten and he was on the road, went up three one to uh to face the team and uh they won that, that that game and they won it in five. They won the World Series. It was his first and the team he beat was the Texas Rangers. That was at that game. And it was thirteen years ago to the date today he could repeat history with the team he beat thirteen years ago. I just love the tie in. So this has been a, a great run for the Rangers and I can and then part of me is ow, Part of me, I, sorry, I kicked the metal thing here. Part of me can't wait for the off season just because it's less stressful. What are what are we gonna do? I mean, we you know we, we're gonna do. We something. had Simeon and Seeger, Then you had Degrom and Evaldi and Heaney and Bochi and Mike Maddox and can't forget Mike Maddox and all this. Um, man, what the what the hell are we gonna do this off season? I mean, I feel like we're gonna be more in the trade market than than free agent market because well, of um, uh, depending on where you look at it. Because like you know, Josh Hader being a free agent, you feel like you want to. Try and sign him. Here's the thing about Hader. If you do not like a role as Chapman, you will hate Josh Hader. He is the same when he has his control. You're not touching him. When he doesn't have his control, he's going to give— It's one of those people where I want Josh Hader. Well, first of all, I don't like the fact that he he practically quit on the Padres and said, I'm not pitching two innings because free agency and we're out of it. And I don't like the fact that he— It was one reason why I was worried about Chapman. He felt like he quit on his team. But see, Chapman got punished. For quitting on his team, he had to go. Fa- he had to go play in Kansas City for the first couple months of the season. So he yeah. got he got punished for it. Hater needs the punishment for quitting on his team, and I just don't know. I you know what I mean? I just it's. will just, settle, settle for David Bednar. I <laughs> I've looked at the free agent market for that, and I think the biggest name that I would love to bring in is Hector Neris. I would love to bring in Hector Neris. He has pitched in the postseason. He didn't have a good one this year. That was fine. He was facing us, yeah. so <laughs> I, I was okay with him not having a good one. And there were a couple of other guys that I'm like, I wouldn't mind bringing him in. I wouldn't mind bringing him in. But I think what my Rangers fans need to understand is that we're not going to get a whole new bullpen next year. I mean, I could definitely see the majority of the guys next year's bullpen being guys that were here this year. I mean, you look at what Clark's going to be back. My God, if they don't at least pick up his option. I could see him getting an extension, though. I'd want to bring back Chapman, obviously Spores, and then and then who else are we talking about here? I mean, I think that Jonathan Hernandez would be in next year's bullpen. Oh, yeah, for he sure. He pitched well down the stretch yeah. after maybe figuring some control out. Grant Anderson had his moments. Um, I think uh, other big ones, Mark Church is pin pitching in the minor league. So is Chase Lee. They may, be, they may be ready next year. That could be interesting. Um, and there's, you know, a couple other guys maybe in your minor league system. I would love to bring back Matt Bush just because I like Matt Bush. I think he's a really good pitcher. Burke could be back next year. Stratton could be back next year. I mean, there, you could be looking at largely the same bullpen. Yeah. That's That's— Right. I won't
1: be shocked, but there needs to, there does need I to be, in there a, needs to be one or two I'm guys. Looking, I'm
0: looking for at least one or two additions. So let's yeah. bring in a guy like Naris and maybe we trade for another guy or something like that. Just because relief pitching is very volatile one one year you are the best bullpen in the league, the next year you're not. That it really, I mean, at one point Edwin Diaz, there were talks about him getting you know released from the Mets because he was having an awful season.
1: I think it was the best closer in baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm and he goes to the best closer oh, in
0: baseball. And he becomes the best closer. Yeah, he becomes like, the best becomes the becomes the 100, you know, the the 100 the 100 million dollar closer. Um so I, I it relief pitching is very very volatile, very weird, very year to year. So next year bring back the same group and we they're, and they're nails. We you just don't know.
1: Are there any starting additions you want? Starting, starting pitching? Starting? Um we'll go to hitting next, but do you want are there any starter <sighs> starting pitching that you look, think
0: Even without Montgomery, which, that would be the number one thing I'd want to do. Let's well, bring yeah. him back. Got to bring back Montgomery. Is, let's say you don't bring back Montgomery. Next year, you're still looking at, without injuries in spring training, at least right now on your roster, you'll have uh, uh, Evaldi. You will have um, Scherzer. Oh God. Scherzer. Scherzer. I'm like, I don't know why I was blanking there. Scherzer, Dunning, and Gray. There's your four. The be back after All-Star break. the back after All-Star break. So if you want to bring in, bring back Heaney, there's an option. If you want to bring... Cody Bradford up to the rotation. Maybe you want to bring Owen White. Maybe it's his time to break into the major leagues. Maybe something like that. If you're going to sign an external pitcher, I think the number one guy I would want is the guy from Japan because I don't think he would, when I say you know, um break the bank as much as someone like uh, Aaron Nola, who would be really fun to bring Yeah, in. I was going to say, I love to bring um, Nola. The problem is that now people are—you have to realize—well, we're we're not an unlimited money supply. We're pushing almost two hundred million. You're probably going to have about thirty to forty million to play with. About I don't know the luxury—I don't know what the luxury tax was this year, but you're probably not going to get any more of the big, 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 big names. But you look at some of these starting pitchers. I mean, I would not mind bringing back Sonny— I mean, bringing back, bringing in Sonny Gray. Um, and after Sonny Gray, I mean, I don't want to operate at the top of the market. I don't want to bring in Snell or Noah or right. one of those guys. I just think that that would be just too, like, nah, like that M- wouldn't be bad. Yeah, that's that's just that's just too much. That's just too much. I'm trying to. What's the guy's name? You know, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to. I saw a picture of it, and I. Hold on, but I think that I would want to get this guy when I find his name. Right, but I what would you? Who's the names that you're looking at? I
1: mean, Nola was definitely you know on my radar for sure. And when it comes to starting pitching, um, bullpen, you know, like I said guys like David Bednar, and you can always you know talk about Josh Hader. Um, which you know, I, I, bullpen's more necessity, and that will happen. We yeah. don't know who, but it, something will happen. Um, and then going off hitting, um, I think another guy. You know to bring in that would fit. I know it's a I know it's a long shot, but Cody Bellinger. Ugh, uh, everyone wants Bellinger. Of man. course, I know It's it's a long shot. I never said it's going to happen. Um, but Bellinger would be awesome, not only you know for the talent that he has, but to give guys. You know he's versatile. He could play first. He can give low some DH games. You can or you can. Well, you don't need a platoon low because he can, you know he can hit lefties, but you can, you can give Bellinger. You know, that DH roll, that first base roll, that outfield roll, give other guys like you know, Garcia Lowe some time off or in the DH spot. So I could see I could see us pursuing him, and I'll tell you that, I'll tell you what, I would not be mad. <laughs> would not be mad.
0: Here here he is. Uh it's it's and if I butcher this, I'm so sorry. But I'm it, it looks easy enough. It's Yoshinobu yo, yo, oh wow. Oh, struggling. Yosh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Oh yeah. This guy, twenty five years old. This season, so this was this season, 17 and 6 with a 1.16 ERA, Ooh. 176 strikeouts in 171 innings. He struggled in the postseason, uh, really bad in the postseason, um, actually. But I mean, this guy, 25 years old, I mean, um, and here's what he throws. Receives, uh, yeah, I'm a, this is quoting from a CBS Sports uh, article here. Yamamoto receives high marks for his command over a, a, a varied arsenal. He throws a mid-90s fastball about half the time with an upper 80s splitter. Most guys from Japan team with those splitters. Serving as his main secondary pitch. He also worked in a mid-70s curveball and a low 90s cutter. Each of those pitches has gone for a strike more than 65% of the time this season. Uh, nodding at his above-average geography, Yamamoto's splitter is his best pitch when it comes to generating chases and whiffs. He's listed at just 5'10". These days, that could work. Because teams have warmed up to the vertical approach angle concept. So, I mean, this guy, he's going to command a lot of money. Yeah. But I'd be very in- intrigued at bringing him in and seeing what he can do. Um, I mean, there's always a concern with with Japanese players. You know, how is their game going to translate here? Some guys are like Shohei, and it takes them a little while, but they get acclimated. Some guys like Darvish, where they step in in year one, they're a game breaker. Not so, to mention we'll,
1: Otani's another guy you
0: could go after. No. <laughs> Everyone, I want I wanted to just say this on the podcast. If we signed Shohei Otani, first of all, um, I, I'd probably cry. Cheers to Choi. But it's not going to happen no. because, I mean, that would push you over the luxury tax. Before, I think the biggest thing that we need to do besides Montgomery is give Adolis and Nathaniel extensions. Yeah. Now, before they win anything else, before, I mean, Adolis could win a gold glove this year. And, I mean, you don't want to win anything else. And the ALCS MVP be a big extension. He's he's gonna want a lot of money, and I think that it it's hopefully we can get those guys to be a little more a little, a little reasonable. Hopefully they're not wanting the top of the market, and we can say, look, we want to bring in other guys. Would you be willing to take a little bit less, you know, so we can bring in other players to help this team? Um, I trust Chris Young to be able to sell them on. Let's yeah. you know, let's. But um, we will see what the Rangers do in the off season. Um, and then looking at other stuff in baseball, we'll get to more of the managerial openings and everything next week. And then we get to that. But um, for right now, uh, the big one, Bob Melvin of the Giants, obviously very reminiscent of Bruce Bochy going to the Giants, coming from the Padres, uh, getting permission to seek, you know, uh, a job with the Giants and it working out. So maybe the, the Giants are hoping it works out the same way. Um, I don't know how Varhan, uh, how Farhan Saidi is going to work with Melvin because Melvin's a little more of that old school. You give me the players, I manage them. And I think Zaidi is kind of one of those. I want the analytics based. I'm a nerd. I want you know, I want all the numbers. And you know, we'll we'll, we'll see how it all works out. but I, he's he's a hell of a manager, yeah, for sure. And I feel Giants like, are trying to you know continue a trend that yeah. started and I feel like with San, with San Diego, it was a matter of a j. is just kind of a cult of personality and kind of has problems with um just being him. He can acquire the best players, and he's very good at all of that. but he just doesn't really know how to, like he doesn't know how to manage an organization um which is unfortunate. And now we're going to move. I mean, there's just the right for the Rangers. And once we get past the Rangers, we'll be moving into Hall of Fame. Me and you may have some steroid era. You'll be getting to see <laughs> how I feel about all the Hall of Fame stuff. And I may go on some rants about why Bonds and Clemens are not in the Hall of Fame when they should be. And a couple other guys like Sosa and Maguire that should all be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Rangers lineup just got released. Rangers lineup just got released. Let's. Uh, there are some,
1: there's a little differences.
0: Okay, um, okay. Well, it hasn't been released on my phone yet. Marcus
1: so Simeon, Corey okay. Seeger, Evan Carter back to the three spot. Okay. For Zach Carter. Gallen, Mitch Garver in the cleanup. Josh Young, Nathaniel Lowe moves up to six. Jonah Heim, Leode Tavares, Travis Jankowski with big game Nate on the mound.
0: That's, that's fun.
1: I Same names, different orders. That's
0: a big, that's a, it's a hell of a lineup right there. Yeah, I, I like that Leode Jankowski at the bottom it gives you some speed, kind of play with the Diamondbacks play. Um, but once we get past you know, the Rangers, we'll be talking about um, you know some some Hall of Fame stuff. And actually, that was one of the things I did want to mention um, before we move on. Is that so? The Veterans Committee did release their um, ballot for this year. And for those that don't know what the Veterans Committee is, they're the people that help put in um, Hall of Famers that maybe were you know glossed over. From uh that's not it, from previous years. Um they also are good at uh doing at at uh they put help put managers in and executives, and I'm trying to find where it is, and I I'm just gonna search for one of the guys that was on there. I remember most of the people that were on there, um, but I am going to read off the names. And I do want to. I'm trying to find the article that was from the it was from Trade Rumors, but we're gonna we'll just do it this. Um, here it is. The other finalists. So so here was so here were the here was the list of finalists. Um, and it was no players this year. It was Joe all West. <laughs> so it was a uh, ex Mets. And I know his notable other notable teams, um, you know, he managed the Nationals, he managed some other really good teams in the 90s, but Davey Johnson, best known for the 86 Mets, World Championship team, um, manager Cito Gaston, who was manager for those great back-to-back Blue Jays teams, the first time African-American manager to win a World Series. Uh, the great Jim Leland, who was obviously the manager for the Marlins in 97 when they won, um, they tore it down, then he went to uh, Colorado and was... Kind of poo there because he was a pitcher's manager and you can't be a pitcher's manager in Colorado. and um, Then he went to Detroit and kind of did a a Bruce Bochy and led Detroit for a long time and was very, very good there. Um, Obviously had the Pirates before he went to Miami and was very good. Had those really good Pirates teams, Doug Draybeck, Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonilla, Andy Van Slyke, some really good teams. Um, And then Lou Pinella, best known for his um, rants and his blow-ups on umpires, Uh, but a really good manager. Obviously managed the Mariners. Uh, managed the 1990 Reds. He won a World Series. So, all of them have World Series championships. Um, umpires, Ed Montague, and of course, the great, the great Joe, Joe West. West. Hard to, for me to judge managers. I mean, umpires and their contributions. Joe West should probably go in the Hall of Fame just for his notableness. Um, but we, we will see. And executives, Hank Peters and Bill White. Peters, um, I think helped build some of the team. I think he helped build, like, the Orioles in the late 70s, early 80s. He helped after, um, uh, Oh, I'm gonna forget his name. The guy that helped build the Mets. Um, Frank Cashin. Thank you. Thank you, Brain. I was I was struggling there for a second. Um, helped build some of the 90s Indians teams, but it was he was kind of one of those guys that would help lay the kind of the John Daniels, laid the groundwork and then would get booted. Right. And then Bill White, who was a man that's done it all, he was a broadcaster, he was, I think, president of the National League, he was an executive. I mean, he he did a little bit of everything in the game, was a player did other things with the players union. He just did a little bit of everything for baseball. And so you I believe you get four votes. You get four pe- you know, people. And I this would be my vote. I would give it to Davey Johnson, Jim Leland, Lou Piniella, and Bill White. For I mean, Leland was such a great manager for so many years. I am a little partial to Johnson because of the 86 Mets, I loved the 86 Mets. Such an interesting, my favorite non-ranger team of all time to look at and study. Not saying Cito Gaston doesn't deserve it, but he didn't have a ton of success outside of his two World Series championship years. Davey Johnson had a lot of success with multiple teams. Jim Leland had a lot of success with multiple teams. Lou Pinella had a lot of success with multiple teams. And again, I'm not knocking Cito Gaston. I mean, he was a great manager, and I could see him going to the Hall of Fame. But I think another thing, he just did not have a ton of success outside of these year the Blue Jays. I mean, you can see I'm showing Chase right now, you know, back to back 96, 95 win teams. And then, other than that, his highest total was 86 in 1990. And that was it. I mean, that was, he just yeah. n- was not a manager for that long. And when you look at other guys like Davey Johnson, for, people forget that he managed for so long, managed the Mets to 200 win seasons, then went to the Reds after Pinella and was kind of meh. Then the Orioles and had some really, two good years with them years with the Dodgers and then kick-started the Nationals in the early 2010s. So, had a lot of success with multiple teams. Um, and over 1,300 wins, definitely to me, has the ring. I think we're, I think a, for sure. a Hall of Famer. And then this one is always the fun one to look at because he just managed for so long. Uh, Jim Leland. Jim Layritz. that's a fun name. Uh, managed, I mean, you know, 1,700 wins. Some amazing years with the Pirates built built those teams. I mean, three straight ninety win years, then the rebuild, and then went to the Marlins. Had an amazing year, and then rebuild. <laughs> went to the Rockies for a year and just did not like it because of the i just because the kind of baseball that's played in Colorado. Went to Detroit, oversaw three ninety win campaigns, two pennants. I mean, definitely to me. You know, with uh, World Series, uh, World Series, Hall of Fame. Have, have World Series is on the brain right now, everybody. To me, if you didn't get a look at it, you know, yeah. Hall of Fame manager. Yeah. And then I think Lou Piniella, see if I can get it up here. Um, Lou Piniella, a lot of success. With, I, for, I forget he managed the Yankees um, before the Reds. Was decent with the Yankees, um, then goes to the Reds. Wins the World Series with that team, a great team. The Nasty Boys, you know, Dibble, Charlton, and Myers, great bullpen. Goes to Seattle, builds it in Seattle. Obviously, you know, they have their years where they get to the playoffs. They helped, you know, and obviously the most wins in a a season, 116. Goes to Tampa Bay, was very meh. Goes to Chicago, was okay in Chicago. He's really best known for the Mariners and the Reds. He's probably the weaker of—he has more wins than the other two guys, but not as many winning seasons. But I still think he's a Hall of Fame manager, and so I think that—oh, he's cussed with Dave Magan. I didn't know that. Sorry. just to, And then Bill White is a man that has just done a little bit of everything in, in baseball history, and I'm going to look him up. Because, again, I don't know everything that he has done, but he was a um, player. He was a um, broadcaster, National League president— uh, and then he, definitely he sounds retired. like a guy who's deserving. He was a sportscaster. He he just did a little. He was a broadcasting career player. Did a lot for the game of baseball that maybe someone didn't always see, but did a lot for the game of baseball. So I think he deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. So that would be what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to football now. Last one. Me and you had an interesting week. Um, you added your lead by one, I believe, this week going by game here. Uh Buccaneers Bills, both took the Bills. Bills definitely uh scared us a little bit there, but pulled that one out. Uh Rams at Cowboys, and we'll get to the Rams Cowboys here after this is yeah. uh, we, we 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 recap the week. Cowboys won in uh, beautiful fashion. Um Patriots at Dolphins. Uh we both at the Dolphins, we're right there. Both took the Jets, we're right there, although The Jets, man, they are one quarterback away. They are one quarterback away. They really, really are. Um, Our first disagreement, Jags-Steelers. I prevailed, picking the Jags over the Steelers. Um, Falcons at Titans, we both were wrong there. Titans got that one. Uh, Texans at Panthers, i give you your props on this one. You you said they were due, um, and they were. They won. I picked the Texans, and I was wrong there. I was also wrong. I keep rolling with the Packers, and they keep disappointing me. (laughs) We'll see, but Vikers, Vikers, Vikings, uh, and the Packers, yeah. uh, got that one right for you. Uh, Saints at Colts, we were both correct there. Eagles at Commanders, we were both right there. Uh, I got you on Brown Seahawks, I picked the Seahawks. Uh, we were both right on, uh, both right on Ravens Cardinals, both picked the Ravens. We both got burned on the Chiefs and Broncos. Uh, Bengals Niners, we were both right, picked the Bengals. What a pick I think we had there. Yeah. Uh, Bears at Chargers. I rolled with the Bears because um, of the story that I told. And um, I would need to go find that guy and tell him that he was uh, wrong. I
1: told you that. You, you Please be my guest and go with the Bears. Um, be my
0: guest. And uh, I was wrong. I was I was wrong there. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Raiders at Lions, both were right. So I went 11-5. and five, Chase goes 12-4. and four, And we'll move on. So uh, Cowboys at Rams. What a game that was.
1: Beautiful fashion. Both
0: sides of the ball. All three. All three sides. All, si- all three sides. All three Rams and Aubrey is money. Kavon Tarpin had some had some runbacks. Yeah, Dak had his best game of the year after having his best game of the year against the Chargers. Was I mean, there was just nothing yeah. you could bat- say that was bad about Dak. We threw an interception. Yeah, it was tipped. Yeah, twice. It was tipped twice. You can't. There is no logical explanation. There's no logical reasoning skills you can use to say that that was Dak's fault. No, he put it a little bit high, but it, it was got, it was a little traffic. It was got a little traffic. It got tipped at the line. Yeah. What do you want Dak to do there? Phase the ball through the guy's hand? I mean, it just, just you know, yeah. sometimes you just, you just, you just, you can't please the Dak haters. But besides
1: the point, Dak played fantastic. He was unbelievable.
0: And you didn't need, I was happy that McCarthy didn't, well, let's run the ball now and piss this game away. Nope. McCarthy stayed to passing the ball and it worked. Brandon Cooks is coming on now. Yep. I mean, this is an offense that's rolling. We're clicking. It's nice. Um, hopefully Tyron will be back at left tackle. Um, against the Eagles. It doesn't sound like the Tuma will be out for very long. I don't know what the injury was, but it sounds like it wasn't as serious. As Hopefully Tyron uh, will be good to go next week. Yeah, and, and Richards played pretty well. You know, yeah. Austin Richards, I liked him out of North Carolina, just wasn't really sure. You know, I mean, he looked pretty good.
1: I actually noticed the Mozzie siding for one of the first times
0: this year. Mozzie is starting to put it together. The problem that Mozzie's facing right now is that he's such a strong dude. He's so good at getting the block sheds he's so he's very good at point of contact he's he, he's very good at point of contact his problem seems to be fighting through those double teams and when the guy gets the first punch when he gets the first punch he wins when the other guy gets the first punch he's losing so we will see Mozzie's it takes some time it takes nose tackles a little while to get going in the league he may be a two or three year guy where you're <laughs> three years we're saying oh wow he's really come on as one of the best nose you know D, you know, right. D, D tackles in but the I game. Like what I, but I like what I saw. I like what I saw. He's progressing. He's progressing. Um, Bland is basically just Trevon Diggs early in his career. Bland has more touchdowns than some quarterbacks right now. C- can you imagine next season? And I'm hoping that Trevon comes back healthy. Please, oh God, please. Both of those guys will yeah. be out there. That's that's two, two. That's those two guys will be out there. And then, you know, I wouldn't mind bringing back Gilmore. I wouldn't. There's you know, there's some guys. Of course. It'll be interesting to see if Jalen Johnson is a free agent. Maybe you want to go get him and kick blonde back into the uh, blonde, Bland back into the slot. So I got the O and the A mixed up there. But that was a really good game from the Cowboys. I was very pleased with what I saw yeah. heading into the big week this week. So heading into this week, here we go. Titans, Steelers, Thursday Night Football. Who do you want to go? <laughs> I mean, Listen, this is, I'm going to go with the
1: Titans. I, I like too. what I
0: saw with from Will Levis. I did too, yeah. I, I like it. So. Uh, Cowboys at Eagles. This is the, um, it's big one. we're going to preview it now. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to wait. Man, this is the big one. This is, I mean, I, there's, there's no other way to say it. This is, and last year we didn't get to see this because Dak was hurt the first time Yeah. and then Hurts Hart was, was hurt. hurt the second time. Right. So we have not, and there's not a ton of injuries on both sides. Yes, we're missing digs, but that's about it for us. And so there's, everyone is pretty much fully healthy and it, it is going to be a heavyweight matchup for the Cowboys and the Eagles. I the Eagles are the best team in the league right now, but I just don't feel like they're playing like it. It feels like in every game they want their opponent to win, but they just have too much talent to lose. Right. And it, and they and then that's what I feel like the Eagles are playing like. So if we can take advantage of that, oh, we can win this game easily. Um and this will be such a highly scrutinized game because Hertz has been playing like kind of kind of crap. Turn the ball over, he's playing like Dak. You win games, but you're turning the ball over. It gives you anxiety. And Dak is playing like Hurts did last year, keeping the ball pretty safe. Some fluky stuff, and we're winning. we winning ball games. As long as you don't play like you did against the the uh, the Niners, uh, you'll be fine. This this will be a game because every it, man, if we beat the Eagles and and Dak outplays Hurts, I don't want to hear Joy Taylor, who by the way, me and you could do her job. <laughs> um, we should be doing her job. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, all those guys that for Emmanuel Acho, I truly believe we could do a better job. Most of the guys at FS one, I think we could do a better job than Skip Bayless, Colin Cowherd, that stooge that Cowherd has next to him that doesn't know anything about sports. Yeah. Um, it it's um yeah, I'm throwing shade. I don't like him. <laughs> it's just not it's Colin Cowherd's the guy that they should trade Otani for draft picks, not knowing you can't trade draft picks in baseball, <laughs> moron. So anyway, anyway, I I digress. Um and you, all of the Hertz truthers can't say Jack crap if Dak outplays him. What are you gonna say? Well, uh Hertz has been to the Super Bowl. Congratulations. But that was last year. This is this year. You, and you'd win that Super Bowl. So. With all that being said, who you got for the game? <laughs>
1: well, this is,
0: <laughs> this is where it gets fun. Um, you know, I I I I'm I'm gonna have my confidence. I mean, the Eagles are a good team, man. They um they that their talent is just and they play physical that offensive line hurts is a really good quarterback that defense that defensive line is just i don't want to face it i'm worried what they're going to do to us you know i mean the the rams were having a pretty good day against us i mean if the rams and that they aren't Donald but still like eagles have four or five dudes that can that are amazing the way rushers.
1: the rams played is that they forced dak to beat them and dak came D- through dak beat them now, with the Eagles situation, they're going to do the same thing. They are and, going to force Dak to beat them.
0: And I think that that's the wrong move. I actually think that what the Eagles should be doing, their secondary has been given a lot of problems this year. Right. What I'd be doing is I would be lightening the box, and I would allow my defensive linemen and trust that they're going to stop, stop the run. Because if you watch our team, man, our scheme is awful running the ball. And I, I can't give you what the solution is or what the exact problem is, but I can just tell you something's off when, when we run the football. It's just not the same. So, yeah. Something is off. And it just I don't know if it's a scheme issue if it's coaching. I don't know if it's players. Is I, it Paul I, not being able to handle that number Paul one role? I don't know. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Um to to try and, you know, deep dive that. And I probably will do it a little more deep dive when the Rangers aren't playing. Again, the Rangers are taking up a lot of time right now. Um if I was the Eagles, I'd play back, let my defensive linemen and one linebacker, two linebackers yeah. take care of it. I don't need to stack the box. I need to worry about Cooks and Lamb and Gallup and those guys, Ferguson. Um, if I think if they do stack the box and they if they blitz, man, McCarthy's gonna have a field day. McCarthy's gonna dink and the the dink and dak offense, and we're gonna pass all over him. So I'm going the Cowboys, even though the Eagles are that good, even though they're this and that. I'm going the Cowboys. Chase, you have the four.
1: All right, so I
0: am gonna take the Cowboys
1: right now. Okay, I'm going. I'm going with them. It's not a homer pick. It is. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a bit of homer pick. I don't like the Eagles. I love the Cowboys. They're my team, but it's not what I'm. I'm not basing it off of like how I did for the 49ers, where um, I was like, you know what, I'll take the Cowboys because like I love them and I want them to win. But no, I think the Cowboys are going to come through. I think we are going to backpack off of what we had the last, you know, three weeks, even going into the bye week. You know, working, having a great game versus the Chargers, going in that bye, coming out of that mm-hmm. bye, and really showing some dominance against the Rams. Um uh, I think that'll carry over. Uh I think you, as you said, you know the 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 Eagles, excuse me, uh secondary has been struggling. Yes. If their front seven you know can't come through I think I think we got this one. I yeah. do. I think it's a little different than the Niners game. I think now if we play the Niners right now, I think it'd be a different game. But you know, the Eagles are going to be like the 49ers are going to have some tricky play calls that Dan Quinn's going to have to adjust to. And yeah. we're going to have to be ready for that because that's what beats us. When we, the offenses do things that a lot of offenses don't do, it messes with us. It's been a trend for years with the Cowboys. Right, They're not used to seeing that trickery, which is weird. It's like, well, you know, these teams do it, so be ready for it. Right. Um, But I'm going to go with the Cowboys.
0: I am. I'm confident. Right. Um, And I think that, you know, it's not a homer pick. We're, we're, both, we're both very confident in the Cowboys' ability to win this football game. Um, it's
1: It's yeah. no shame at the Eagles. The Eagles are a fantastic team, and I would say that they are the best team in football right now.
0: Right now, but I think if we if we beat them, that just proves everybody that look,
1: there's no there's the no
0: Broncos con- just beat the Chiefs. If we I can mean, beat what the, the Eagles, hell? there
1: are no True
0: number one contender. Like and, who is the number one and, pick? And to pivot for a second to this, and this is why it pissed me off so much that we did nothing at the deadline. And I'm you know what? I'm gonna disagree with myself there for a second. Not that we didn't do anything, other teams didn't do anything. That's fine. You don't have to do something. The problem that I had was the Cowboys were looked around, and every other NFC team, the Lions, you had the Seahawks, you had the the Eagles made a deal. You had. I mean, who else? Who else? Who Who, who, who else am I missing? The 49 Chase, Chase Young for a third Chase round. Pick. Thank you, My God. a third round Chase pick. Young. The other NFC teams realize every other everyone else is as good as us. Yeah. We need to get better. And the Cowboys looked around and said, "Nah, we're good. Nah, we we can win with this. the same." And I'm not gonna cuss, but I really want to. Uh, the same freaking thing that we've been doing the past several years at the trade deadline. except I mean, last year, yeah, you went out and got Jonathan Hankins. Okay, that was a good addition. But that you made one, that was used with the Cowboys do, one small addition, and and we'll call it a day. I think the last big one was Amari Cooper. And look how it turned out. You made the playoffs. You won a playoff game that year. You can't say, well, just Jerry saying, we have a good group of guys. I don't care. You, you need a great group of guys, not a good group of guys. Well, we, we believe that we have—I bet you do believe you have the team that can win it. And we do. We do. The point is, is you're, not, you're supposed to think we have the team to do it, so why don't you add to that team? Why don't you say, hey, we're really, really great. Let's be even better. What a revolutionary idea, Jerry. <laughs> you did it in the 90s. You saw you were good. You kept adding. You added Dion. You kept adding people. Now you, you're doing a different strategy. You're going well no 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 we we can we can win and be okay and there, the Cowboys strategy is a good strategy I think for fans in some regard because the strategy the Cowboys have is that we're going to be competitive every year and hope we get into a championship and win one. That's a decent way to build a team if you're going for season to season contention. If you've noticed the Cowboys rarely have we been an out of contention team. Rarely. And at least since and even since the 90s, right? There have been those years between the Aikman and Romo years. There were some lean years in there. From Romo now to Dak, there have been very, very few seasons where we were out of it. 2020 and 2015 are the two biggest years that come to mind, and that was because your quarterback Injury. got hurt. Right. The way the Cowboys build is we're going to hold on to our draft capital and, and add that way and try to make smart free agent moves, not big ones, and hope we luck into some good players, which sometimes happens, and sometimes you get Dontari Poe, <laughs> and sometimes you get Jaron Kurz. But That's the game they play. And it's, again, a great strategy because my team's never out of it. My team, every year, I'm confident that we can win something. But it's not the true way to win a Super Bowl. The Rams, yeah, they're kind of screwed right now roster-wise. They won one. You think they're mad about it? You think they're sad right now? I'm sure Rams fans don't like watching the football that's being played because it's a what have you done for me lately. But they have a ring. They can look back and say, well, we won one. We went all in. The poor Saints have nothing. <laughs> they went all in and got jack squat. Yeah. But the Cowboys have the team to go all in, and they refuse. Year in and year out, they refuse to make the necessary moves. Well, we got Cooks and Gilmore in the offseason, that's great. You should be doing that anyway, then going and getting more players at the deadline. And I'm not saying they should have got Derrick Henry or Chase Young or anyone humongously notable, but I thought, call up the Titans and ask, what do you want for Jeffrey Simmons? What what do you want for, get a couple guys, get somebody, go get a corner. Jalen Johnson wants out, and he doesn't want top-of-the-market money. Go get him. Could you imagine that team being able to rotate those guys? Now you can have Jalen Johnson and Gilmore on the outside and put Bland back in the inside. Not that Bland's done a bad job, but it allows, and J- Jordan Lewis can come in on special packages. I mean, that's... We're playing like... They're... We're not going to have an injury. Yeah. That's you. Well, we got Gilmore. So, you know, so that if one of our guys got hurt, he could step up. Cool. That happened. What happens if Gilmore gets hurt? He's getting older. What happens if Bland gets hurt? What happens if Jordan Lewis gets hurt? We well, are looking at Noah Igbenogany, Eric Scott Jr., or freaking Nashawn Wright in there. Yeah. I mean, that's not a fun thought. <laughs> now, at receiver, you can handle some injuries. Yeah. But it just, it, it, it's mind boggling to me. Ezra Cleveland got dealt. He was an offensive lineman, first sixth round pick. You wouldn't, I'd give up a fifth. You you couldn't go and get, you you couldn't go get that. That's what pisses me off is that if they had said last year at least we knew they're trying to get Brandon Cooks and I didn't want to give up the second round pick and I thought they made the smart move to wait. They were smart there, but at least we knew they were trying for something. This year we knew going into trade deadline day. Well, they've already said they're not going to do anything, so. If they do something, then they were lying and trying to, you know, use the media. If they don't do anything, they're idiots who said well, we're not going and, and made us all mad. I just don't like the approach to the deadline. Well, we feel we have the the, uh, the team right now to win. Well, clearly, other teams that have beaten you and are as good as you, they don't think they're good enough. So how can you think you're good? The Niners didn't think they're good enough. The Niners kicked your blank on national television. And they went out and got Chase Young. So what are you doing to add at the deadline? Nothing? You think that you can—now you think you couldn't beat them before? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Imagine Nick Bosa and Gregory and Chase Young coming at you. And then, I mean, it, I just—I am I can't be the only Cowboys fan here that's feeling like this. Like, you refuse to do—if they if had to come out, lie. Well, we tried to go get somebody and they they wanted to have a price. Lie to us, make us think you tried. You 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 just said, "Well, we don't even want to try." We're not we're not even going to we're not even going to pick up the phone. I don't understand that mentality. If I'm trying to win a Super Bowl, I'm going to do everything. I'm I'm going to call every other team. Who is who on I'm going to call the Niners, I'm calling the Eagles, I'm calling everybody. Who on your team is eligible to be traded? I'd call the Giants. Leonard Williams. What would it take? Imagine him on that. Woo. That'd be fun. But no, let's just sit on our hands and watch as every other team that we're going to look at, that we're going to probably be facing in the playoffs as they get better in areas that they, some of them, areas that they needed it. And now you're going to face them in the playoffs and hope and pray that you can over that, the team that you like so much. And so now I'm like, well, this season's going to be fun. But hopefully we don't get injured because if we get injured, we're really screwed. But right now, I feel we're at a competitive disadvantage to the Niners and the Eagles. And I feel I could argue I The mean, Lions. The Lions, maybe. the Seahawks got better. This Seahawks team, man, could be really fun in a year in, in another year or two of building. It 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 boggles my mind. They 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 try to spin the media. Well, we don't have the cap space. Get a rental. Get somebody. It just, ugh. Yeah. It just bothers me. If you can't tell by my little rant there. So well now, said. Thank you. So now we're gonna move to uh, the rest of the games here. Uh, Dolphins at Chiefs. This is a big matchup right here. I mean that that's. I I'm gonna say that I'm I'm. Oof. What what are you gonna say? I'm gonna see what you have to say. Um, I don't know. How the Chiefs gonna respond after that game against the Broncos? How you know the Dolph I'm going. I'm gonna go Miami. I think that's gonna be my pick. I think they do respond. You think they do respond? I think they Chiefs? do. I'm gonna, but no, no, no. I didn't say that. Oh well, okay,
1: okay. I didn't say okay, that. Okay. I just think they respond. So not respond in the winning fashion, maybe. So I think they respond and make it a competitive game where they have the opportunity to win the game.
0: So who are you going?
1: But I'm never gonna bet against Patrick Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs.
0: And the Chiefs. Well, I just scratched it out. Chiefs. Well, I wanted you
1: to write twice.
0: Well, thank you. Waste my ink. <laughs> uh, Seahawks at Ravens. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Seahawks. It sounds a little bit of an out there pick, but I'm going to go. I see got to mention
1: uh, real quickly some great matchups this week.
0: There are. There are. And I'm hoping that and these, and these are from the 12 o'clock matchup. So, yeah. my, you know, our team's at, at three, um, so we're good. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Ravens. All yeah. right. Going to disagree there. Uh, Cardinals at Browns. They just traded away Dobbs. Murray's back. I don't like how I don't Murray's think Murray's starting. Look. I think Tunes starting. I'm going to take Browns in this game. I'm going Browns. Browns, yeah. Uh, Bucks at Texans. Give me the Texans. Again, I've said it before. I like this Texans team. I could see them sneaking into the playoff at this point. Now, that sounds crazy, but I'm just saying I could see it. Yeah, give me the Texans. All right, uh, Bears at Saints. Give me, give me the Aints. Give me the, give me the Saints. I don't, know. Bears, No, no i no, I swear, if they pick tonight, today, or Sunday to be like, oh, we're gonna do. I swear, I'm gonna be pissed. Give me the Saints. Give me the Saints. All right, Well, at least we'll we'll be wrong together on that one. <laughs> um, Vikings, you know, not gonna have. I mean, how much can Dobbs do? Is he even gonna play? Is he gonna know the playbook enough? Uh, give me, give me Atlanta in this game. I think the, the the Vikings are just in dysfunction. I don't even know if Dom's going to start. That's what I'm saying is, does he know the playbook well enough to play quarterback? You know, other positions Hall. You can get by. Jaron Hall. Um. Oh
1: God, Jaron Hall. Whew. You know what? I'm going to go with the Vikings. Okay. I think they're just a more talented roster. Okay. I think
0: even without Jefferson and Cousins, and
1: yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll I think see. they are. Okay. Heineke's getting his first start, so who knows how that'll be. Here's, here's a big one. Rams at Packers, and I am going
0: to go with the Packers.
1: Just got a report saying that Matthew Stafford did not practice today. Who? Matthew Stafford did not practice okay. today.
0: I'm going with the Packers I, at Lambeau at home. You mean, give me the pack.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers.
0: I'll be right here eventually. If Stafford plays, he's, um, um, I'm taking it. Commanders them. at Patriots. I mean, the Commanders look pretty good, but they're straight away two off defensive linemen. I think their team is going to be just very dis, just very dissonant. Very just... Uh, that offense is rolling, though. Give me the, give me the Patriots. I'm picking New England
1: here. That offense is rolling, but, you know, Belichick knows how to shut
0: it down, so give me the Patriots. Patriots, all right. Colts at Panthers, big matchup. Uh, I think it would have been if, if Richardson was healthy. Yeah. Um, g- you know, give me the Panthers rolling. Give me the give me a, a Panthers two wins in a row for them. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'll roll with you on that. I'll roll all with right. you.
0: Uh, Giants at Raiders. Raiders are just dysfunction. Give me the Giants. I'm going to take the Raiders, though. So. Raiders, all right. Bills at Bengals, Sunday night football. This is uh this is a big one right here. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully you know hopefully no, I mean, other incidents happen, no other incidents happen. like last year. I, I I wanted to mention it and be very nice I'll about do it, it for you. Yeah. Thank you, Chase. Yeah. Um, hopefully we we can get out of this one and and obviously a very sad situation. We're happy that he's back yes. and he's playing again, but very sad. Hopefully this is this doesn't go like the last time the Bengals and the Bills play each other in a national television game. Um that was my night football, but still. Um give me the Bengals. They're rolling. Bills barely beat a Bucks. A Bucks team. Give me the Bengals. I'm going Bengals. Uh, and then Chargers, Jets. Give me the Chargers. Although I would not be surprised if the Jets pulled that one out.
1: I won't be either, but I'm going to take the Chargers as a right. safer pick.
0: A lot of agreements. So there's our uh, there's our picks. We made them, ladies and gentlemen. We will be talking to you next week, hopefully with Zach Bab with us, talk some stars. and hopefully
1: with the Rangers' first ever franchise and tr- championship. World I, Series.
0: I, I'm telling you, the guys like this right now, I, I cannot believe that I, we have the ability to say that. Yeah. I feel like there's a story here, real quick, before we end it. Vin Scully talked about, um, you know, he was the broadcaster for the Brooklyn Dodgers, and he had the ability, he was the first one, he had the ability to say, to be the first one on, on national, I think he was on the television broadcast um, to say, Ladies and gentlemen, it was the radio broadcast. One of the two broadcasts, he was the first one that was able to say, Ladies and gentlemen, the Brooklyn Dodgers are the World Series champions. They never won. And someone was like, how could you be so calm? And he joked, well, I couldn't say anything else or I'd have been screaming into the mic with happiness. So I feel kind of like that. Like, man, we get to sit on here and say, the Rangers could be World Series champions next week. Could is a very strong word. And talking about how this is the greatest team in the history of of the Rangers and this is the greatest team. This is awesome. And wow, we're going to do the offseason. And I mean, I'm starting to feel it now. I think so because the closer we get to first pitch, I'm going to be feeling it. So ladies and gentlemen, enjoy tonight. Hopefully we don't have to play again. And we can get more cowboys range, uh, cowboys map stars oriented. Uh, now we get in the fall because it's the first day of November. It is, it is November. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to you next week.
1: Have a good one.